0: Hi, I'm Karen McMullen, the Human Design Channel, author of the book Alchemy of Consciousness, longtime lover of human design, and passionate salsa and bachata dancer. Together, let's activate your truth, unleash your aliveness, so that you can dance freely in your role in the global grand reorganization happening now on Earth. For me, human design was a sexual awakening that burned through the quietly draining aspects of my life. Let's see what it is for you. Hey there. Welcome. I'm just pouring my tea. I'm going to keep telling you about my trip to Cuba. Uh, Today I want to talk about what it was actually like living there. I mean, living there. I was there for two months, but just daily life and going out at night. So I just want to give you a paint a picture of the context so that you have a sense of of what it's like to go to Cuba, at least from my perspective. So I went to Cuba with the inspiration to really give myself the chance to learn how to dance and, and train in dancing. And I wanted to study with my... Tara who is called the dance doctor. She has a YouTube channel. She's an amazing professional dancer I wanted to study with her teachers uh, Yunai. and then actually Adrian ended up coming part way through so I took some classes with him um, But most of my classes were, were with Yunai. and then I also took classes with a guy named Tony Kisomba I'll link their Instagrams below so you can follow them. They are all amazing and so I went daily to La Casa del Son which is an amazing place to learn uh, where they have classes and it was so cool because when I arrived it turns out that there was an entire group from Ottawa which is where I lived uh, during the pandemic and you know I knew so many of these people in the group and they were all at La Casa del Son and, and they were studying Rueda and so it was so nice because it just happened that Upon arrival to Havana, I had a whole bunch of friends there to welcome me, and that felt amazing and was also a bit of a wink from the universe and a confirmation of the, of the flow uh, that I was in by choosing to go there. So I was staying in Havana Vieja, which is Old Havana, and it's narrow streets streets, run down buildings. Actually, it was kind of interesting because um, in the program that I was taking with my friend Sani, she's my spiritual teacher that I'm most uh, learning from at the the moment. Uh, I'll also link her below. I'm going to be talking quite a bit about her in these videos um, because I was taking her program called Spirit Mission. And one of the things that we do in that program is we actually visit our um, spirit office. I think that's what it's called. Um, but it's it's the workspace where you are here to share your, your work, your purpose. Uh, so as I was walking to my spirit office and discovering my spirit office, I was on these old streets with these rundown buildings and it was like this kind of creepy place and like where I was was Old Havana. That was my walk um, to my spirit office was in Old Havana and I recognized it after the meditation. I was like, oh, I was in Old Havana because that's kind of what it looks like. It's a little eerie in a way, but it's also got this strange beauty to it. And um, because the buildings are decaying and they were built in a time of great prosperity so they have this beauty and richness to them and at the same time this poverty and decay and um, yeah it feels like Europe uh, but it's Caribbean and it has such a unique feeling to it and everybody's out on the street in Old Havana so um, that's something you know really interesting about Cuba they don't have very good internet connections so um, and. And internet just arrived not too long ago, so they're they're more in the past, and they they operate more like in in the old way, where you know if you wanted to see someone, you went to their house, um, or you gave them a phone call, and um, and or you just ran into them on the street because they're a part of your neighborhood, and people you know hang out on the street, and a lot of business and interactions just happen organically on the street. Um, There's also lots of street vendors and so I was staying just a couple blocks from La Casa del Sun and it was so fun to like I set up my schedule so I would go to class around 11 a.m. or 12 and at first I was doing two classes in a row so two hours of class but eventually that became too much for me. With and I partly it's not so much even the physical effort but the effort of using my brain, like I would find that I would just short circuit and my brain could not learn so much.
1: Sierra <laughs> que viene
0: de Guaguasco, también lo incluye en esta secuencia donde vamos a mantener un básico, un abrisierra. Vamos a hacer un remate al final para hacer una especie de caballito. Y vamos a hacer un movimiento, un patrulla que nos gusta mucho, que es como i the si. dos, dos. Dos, S- S- six. Six. i would just my brain would feel like I'm going to explode. the go i would i was going to explode. Um, so I started putting a little break between the classes. So I do 1 hour and then I go home for a bit and then I come back and do another hour. 6 7 1 3 5 Trata de que se vea orgánico. 5 7 más fluido. Tres. No subas tanto los brazos. Trata de mantenerlo al nivel que ya conoces. 1 2 3 6 7 Eventually, even by the end, I couldn't even do the two hours. I uh, My body was getting so tired because I did uh, go out a lot at night. And then I also walked a lot because in Havana, you often just need to walk a lot. So I was just doing so much physical activity that my, my legs started to fail. Um, I also learned about the importance of electrolytes, incidentally, because I found that Um, Having enough electrolytes really helped my body to function. So there there are like different areas of Havana, but old Havana has its own character and it is pretty overwhelming as a tourist because you're um, really singled out and people are always asking you if you want to change money. One, because um, in Cuba, you have to pay for everything in Cuban pesos. Um, And you can also, some places, use dollars or euros but in general, what happens is people come to Cuba with euros or dollars in cash, and then they change them for, for Cuban pesos. And the government will change them with you. Like if you go to a bank for like 110 pesos for a dollar. But if you change it on the street, you can get a rate of usually around 175, 180, 170 uh, for $1.00 and so it's much much better to do it on the street and like if you for example went to take money out at the bank machine you would get it at the rate of 110 pesos per dollar but if you go on the street it's 175 180 so it really makes no sense to take money out of a cash machine in Cuba um, it's much much better to go with all the cash that you're going to need for your whole trip and then just change it as you go on the street so or with someone trustworthy Um, but that's one of the reasons why all the time when you go to Cuba people will be asking you if you want to change money because what they'll do is they'll get it at a slightly more favorable rate and then they will make a little bit of money for, for helping you out. I mean, if, that, if they're honest, I have heard that there's some fraud as well, like money that's not good. But I was always fine in that case because I just uh, exchanged money with someone trustworthy and um, it was no big deal. But I did go down to Cuba with all the money that I would need for in cash. So I went down just under 2000 US dollars. And so the length of my trip was just gonna be however long it lasted, however long that I was able to make that money last Um, or if I decided to leave earlier for whatever reason. Also people on the street will talk to you because the, the situation there is not that great and so as a foreigner you offer potential opportunities for getting people out of the country or um, helping them make money as a tour guide or if their brother sells cigars maybe you'll buy some there's many different reasons someone might want to talk to you uh, and a lot of them having to do with how they can benefit from from your <laughs> money so um, it it does, make you have a little bit of a guard up, I say, for me at least, Uh, but also there's very friendly people. They just want to say hi. They actually literally want to know where you're from. That's one question you'll get asked often, like, where are you from? And one Cuban man uh, helped me realize that oftentimes they really do genuinely just want to know where you're from because they're curious and they don't get to travel. So they get to learn about the world by people visiting them and telling them what it's like on the outside. Uh, yeah, in case you didn't know, people can't really leave Cuba um, easily at all. They can't just go traveling, they can't get a visa. Um, it's re- even if they want to and they have the money to, just the actual process of going and getting a visa, uh, it's very complicated and, and difficult. So it's one way people get to learn about the world is by having conversations with people. So there is a like a real friendliness and then also uh particularly as a woman the the men will just truly want to admire your beauty and tell you how wonderful you are like all the time which is so nice. Um and so there's that that as well. So but in general it's just a lot of attention um coming at you as you walk down the streets in old Havana especially uh, oh, asking you if you want a BC taxi or a taxi. Uh, so sometimes it can be hard to discern like where to give your attention, where to say yes, no, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the things I learned in my time there was eventually just to really uh, keep my energy to myself. And I, I mostly walked around with earphones and didn't answer to anyone or um, or I just if if anyone was wanting my energy for their own interest I just didn't respond I just ignored them Um, and that was just really like a self-survival mechanism because as you stay there you know maybe if you stay there one week every time I went there for one week I found this really tiring but if you stay there for a longer period of time you really need to conserve your energy at least I do Uh, so that's how I coped with that aspect. Um, But I did find that in other areas of Havana that that doesn't happen nearly as much and that there's really a concentration of um, attention-grabbing that happens in in that area of Old Havana and even just into Central Havana where things are more compact and where there's a concentration of tourism. (laughs) So I want to talk about La Farandula. This is a word that I learned from my friend Josmare, who taught me that the La Farandula is this special name to de, to describe the dance scene and all the people who go out watching the, the live concerts and go out dancing all the time. And so um, I was a part of La Farandula with my friend Annika. So we were always on the pulse of where there was some of the amazing bands playing and eventually what I really realized is like the amazing music that that I love and listen to in salsa like these are bands that right now exist and they are playing live concerts on the regular in Havana and it is unbelievable to be there in person and just get to see these amazing bands playing your favorite songs that you you know you begin to know the lyrics to and understand the meaning of and that it's like all this live music happening now that's current and all the bands you love like I don't know if I can explain this sufficiently to describe how amazing it is it's like it's like kind of like um what it was living in the the 60s late 60s in in San Francisco or or being at um, it really took me a while to figure this out because I, I didn't know what I was listening to and then people started getting excited They'd be like oh my gosh this group's playing tonight and then we would go and then I'd hear the song and then I noticed that we were listening to that song while we're dancing at the dj parties and then it kept happening and these same bands were playing at different venues and It's like, these are the real famous groups that we're listening to all the time. And they're just playing right in front of us all the time. And how is this even possible? So I saw so many amazing concerts and the energy in these places is just unbelievable. It's pure life force energy, pure joy, pure presence, pure power, like, and everybody's feeling it and and then they they're not just it's not just like a party you know normal like from normal from my world Canada where people are dancing and enjoying the music it's like no they're actually really skilled physical experts in this dance and they're it's like being at a dance with Olympian athletes who are doing their Olympics. It's like, um, the skill and the physicality and the music and the talent, like all at the same time, it's, it's truly mind blowing. And, and I keep saying, I think that Cuba is the most sacredly live, alive place on the planet and that Cubans are the most embodied humans on the planet. And they're, they're just so physically incredible what they're able to do and how they're able to move and and then how they're not just moving they're actually moving to rhythms with harmony and songs that mean something to them together as a community and so there's this really beautiful harmony that's happening that's like I realized, wow, this is a society of people that are so musical, and so harmonious, and this actually dawned on me one day where we were, we were out. My friend Anika and I, I am lit, we were listening to this beautiful group playing. I'll I'll put some footage so you can see it. <music> But I was watching each person play and, you know, when you're in a band and you're playing an instrument, you, if you're playing it too loudly, you start to overtake other people. If you're playing it too softly, you're not really contributing to the whole. So the harmony is in finding that real sweet spot where you're just grooving with everybody else and you're giving enough, um, but you're not taking up too much space. And this is harmony. This is a, a fine-tuned sense of energy. Cubans really have this sense, fine-tuned, of energetics. Like they they watch you, they know, they know if you're someone who's gonna fall for like a really high price on something they're just super fine-tuned in their energetic awareness and i think it does come partly from this musicality that's so ingrained and it did end up being one of the lessons that i received in my dancing was about not giving more energy than what i'm receiving and really matching um, and being in harmony with my partners Another really cool aspect of uh, Cuban culture that I just think is totally ingrained into the whole culture is really epitomized by the dance Roomba. Uh, rumba is a very unique dance to Cuba. I mean, I'm not going to give you a whole history lesson because I don't really know enough to speak on it with authority. But the essence of what I'll share is that it's a dance where the man is trying to woo the woman and he's really making advances at her vagina. Um, He's actually like at times just putting his hand right towards her vagina and then she's, um, you know, blocking him. It's called a vacuna. Um, So I'm just (laughs) blocking like this and she's actually blocking and it's a it's a whole dance where they're moving around and like coming apart coming together and the man is showing off how how amazing he is how physical he is and then trying to get the woman and this flirtation dynamic and this real sexuality is really just built into the whole culture of how people operate and how people see the world and and so there's this real sexuality built into the whole culture and it's really normal so there's this sense like it's no big deal um you know this actually is uh something that came through in my dance what i learned in my dancing is like you know we learn in in canada it's like such a big deal to be sensual if you're being sensual on the dance floor like it means something with your partner but in Cuba, it doesn't mean anything. You're just being a human who's a sexual being. I mean, we're all sexual, everybody. We're all sexual beings, and it's normal that we're just being sensual sexual beings all the time, um, on the street, at the on the dance floor, in the supermarket. This is just how we are as humans. Uh, So it's just really inbuilt into their culture, which I found so liberating and really funny as well some of the the ways that people talk and and uh, Show up is I think really shown in this dance Roomba. Sorry. I just needed to move Um, But yeah, I think that's really crazy in contrast to Canada, which I would consider like a mostly non-sexual society like where sexuality is just non-existent. It's not existing as a daily expressed, common, normal aspect of daily life, Um, especially in the winter, (laughs) just normal. So it, it really is a complete rewiring for someone who grew up in Canada. And from a human design perspective, I think for me having Channel 596 and and the gate of sexuality being my design son uh, that it's really refreshing to have that be normalized so much. Okay, refreshing is not the right word. Um, liberating feels natural. It feels like being myself. Feels fun. <laughs> feels interesting. Um, feels good. It's been funny since I left and just talking with people, women, where I just think like they they express their problem that they're going through right now in their life. And my thought is like, well, clearly the only thing you need to do is go to Cuba. <laughs> you know, if you went to Cuba, it would solve your problem. <laughs> your problem is that you're living in an environment that doesn't allow you to express the sexual aspect of your femininity, um, that you don't feel scene that you don't feel beautiful. um, If you went to Cuba for like a week, you would have that completely rewired because the environment itself is just going to speak to you in such a way that it it changes your self-image. So what I'll say about la farandula um, in the dance scene, there's you know, a certain place to go every single night. And usually it's the same, but sometimes there's variations, like the power's off in this place, so everybody's going here, or this is closed for that or that reason, and or this is happening here out of the usual, but there was really kind of a rhythm and a schedule about where to go. And oftentimes the people that were going out dancing, the Cubans are dance t- teachers or professional dancers of some kind, or they are people who are into dancing and maybe even have an interest in having a foreign uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, so they're wooing people. So that's called it like sharks. And some of the dance teachers can be sharks as well, like looking for for romance or, um, so there's that aspect, but generally the vibe and the people are really lovely super friendly warm caring loving joyful super fun I mean everybody has their own way of dancing that's really unique to them so that the energies are so varied Um, some people are like um, I'll speak from the follower perspective but some leads are super strong and athletic and they just twirl you around or they give you a lot of power and you kind of have to control um, which can be more challenging and physical it's almost sport like sporty um, and other people are super suave and tranquilo and just gentle and smooth <laughs> um, and anywhere in between and um, joyful playful super creative every single person there and this one things I really love about Cuban salsa is everybody has their own moves they're all so different so unique so creative so talented like um, they'll just move you know your arm like like they have your hand in their hand and they're just going like this a million times and and they can do it like both hands like I don't even know how they do what they do and when you're like when I'm dancing with them, I, I start to feel like I am them. Like I'm the one that's being so amazing that I am so amazing, um, just because I'm dancing with them. And I feel like I'm, you know, it's like imagine if you, you know, were a swimmer and you loved swimming and then one day you were just training in the pool with a whole bunch of olympians and you started to feel like you were an olympian but you're actually not an olympian you just happen to be swimming with a whole bunch of olympians that's exactly what it's like going out dancing it's like you're surrounded by the most incredible dancers in the universe and then all of a sudden you feel like you're an incredible dancer but really you're just surrounded by the most incredible people who make you feel and look amazing one second you might just be thrown around and and you know someone puts their thigh between your legs and lifts you up into the air and you're flying and then they double spin you and you're in a, a dip and then you know you just got like washing machine ride of your life and then the next person just takes you in their arms and is just like smoothly spinning you around and you're just like in this cat like trance and then and then the next person is like jumping and in, in and giving you this playful um, joy back and forth. And it's just the energies are so varied, but so joyful and so like fun. And the mix, it's like the change in energies uh, is what makes it so incredible. And each person is really expressing their essence. And that's. That's the thing, I mean, for me being someone who really sees and feels the essence and the unique energetic signature of people, feeling it through the dance, I'm receiving a transmission from each person. I'm, I'm receiving it because they're giving it to me. They're giving me the moves. I'm following. I'm in this receptive, responding moment with them and unbelievable. There's no words to describe experience of this but it is pure joy and it is so alive and so free and and it just keeps getting better and that's the the cool part because as you dance with the same people over time there's a getting used to each other that happens and more and more and more and more and more can unfold from that It, it doesn't get less it actually gets more because there's more comfort more familiarity and then more love as well because I you know I develop friendships with all these people and so there's just such a sweetness to that you know like sometimes I wouldn't see someone for a couple weeks and you wonder where they went and then when you get to see them again it's like oh my gosh it's so exciting we get to dance and so grateful for all the preparation that I did to become at a certain level where I can actually really really enjoy the dancing and at the same time, it's so sweet to see uh, the spirit because even someone new who who comes and doesn't even know anything about salsa, they're, these same people who are like Olympians are wanting to teach you the basic stuff, that, most of them, wanting to get you out on the dance floor, wanting you to experience this and, and be infected by this joy. And like, they just truly want to share it with you. And a lot of them, <laughs> And so it's just, uh, it's really so beautiful and it's such a blessing. And I really tried throughout my experience there to like individually impress upon the people there how truly amazing they are and how gifted and how much they're giving and like how much they're bestowing on myself and so many others, like how generous they are because it's hard, I think, for... Um, them to really understand how magical they are relative to the rest of the world because they many of them haven't gone out of, um, of Cuba but the ones that have I think really learn quickly how how much of a gift they are I think what I'd like to leave on is that I because of my design you know I I have the right angle cross of the sleeping phoenix which is um 34 gate 34 the gate of um, power in the now with gate 20 so the channel of charisma um which is the most powerful channel in human design uh sacral life force in the now so i feel like cuba is a place of sacral life force in the now and it's also um gate 59 and gate 55 gate 59 the gate of sexuality and gate 55 which is um spirit an abundance of spirit and because oh it just makes me emotional. Um, Cubans live with a lot of lack and limitations. If you want toilet paper it's not always going to be straightforward that you can just go to the store and buy toilet paper because it just might not be any so um, you might have to go to many different stores to find toilet paper um, and then you might not be able to afford it there may not be the things that you want to have they don't exist in cuba you can't get them so there's this lack but at the same time there's this spirit and there's a, an abundance of spirit because what what do people do when the answer is no when you can't have it when there's no there's nothing to get you can get disappointed you can get defeated or you can tap into something bigger inside god you can tap into intuition you can tap into truth and live by virtue and i think that this is something that cubans have done through history managed to tap into a lot of virtues and pass on a lot of virtues rather than um, living in the flip side and the negative of the, the lack not to say there isn't that as well there is but i think one of the things that i think is most i'm most deeply touched by is the spirit that exists in Cuba when there's not enough they cooperate they work together they support they help they give if you're in an interaction and like with so many people I found the moment that I didn't want to go ahead with like let's say a sales transaction there was a non-attachment it's like oh, okay because they're used to the answer being no that there's not gonna be what they want and they don't have attachment because they realize they're totally gonna be fine no matter what. I really found that interesting to come to Europe and just see how people feel so entitled to everything working all the time and having things always functioning the way they want that they don't actually learn to have a spirit when things are disappointing when they don't work they don't have the spirit of like oh it's okay It's no big deal. We're all right. Let's be happy anyway. Spirit of love, joy, of aliveness, of uh, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's be sensual. Let's be happy regardless of the conditions. So Cuba, I love you. I love you. I love you. I miss you so much. To those of you who commented on my last video and who really kind of encouraged me to to make this kind of content where I share about my actual life experiences because I don't usually do this but after I I felt compelled to just share about my journey in Cuba and after reading your comments I I'm excited to to share with you so you did encourage me and I'd love to hear uh, what you think and I really appreciate your comments so thank you so much Um, And I will see you again soon here on my channel. Bye. Well, beautiful, you have been listening to the Human Design Channel. For more of this, you can visit me on my YouTube, access the free Worth Workshop on my website, KarenMcMullen.ca where you can also book a one-on-one channeled human design reading and check out my many programs and masterclasses. If you've enjoyed this, I would love to receive your support through a review of the podcast and also by following. As always, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to connecting with you again soon here on the human design channel.